Everybody, we are here with our Q&A, Master 11, the year of the Lord, 2023. Oh, Lots of questions. Mm. We were probably able to touch a few, so many. So we trust God will give us a wisdom to answer. As always, Lord, teach us, help us to be as true as humanly possible to your truth. Yes. Because only your truth can set us free. Amen. Thank Father, we just thank you today. We just thank you for today. Pastors, all the pastors who came, all those who are listening online from around the world. We just thank you for every one of your children and your servants, Lord. Father, the Lord, continue to work in us. Now we come at this time into thy hands. We pray, Lord, you minister to us through this Q&A too, Father. Every format is to look the Son of God for Lord, whom the Son sets free. Is free, free indeed. indeed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Pastor, should we? Yes, we can start. So the question, the pastor has been there for a while now. Um, this is about uh, pure lives. This is question number six, Sammy. Question number six. Um, it says, uh, intimate physical touching with someone you're not, not, you're not married to, uh, the lust involved makes the soul unclean. And does it open the door for it's unclean spirits? Yeah. yeah. Does it open door for unclean spirits? Once you, you confess this sin, you're forgiven. But why does it keep coming back in your thinking pattern? Okay. Uh, actually, there's a follow-up question also. I think the same person. Yeah. W- would you say the key element in getting free is to want God more than anything else? We cannot wait till we feel like it or to confess it. Confess it because you see it in God's word and you, your spirit man believes it. But would you say that it is main repetition? No, this is, this is, yeah, I mean, there's some truth in the second part of the question, but the fact of this is, question number this six. is, this has got to do with, uh, six, any, six, six, any kind of, uh, any kind of sin. You see, uh, any kind of sin, and especially here it's talking about, uh, sexual sin. Mm. What happens is, uh, one, once it is what you call illegitimate, let's use that word, illegitimate. What happens is, once it is frequent, uh, one, it opens doors to unclean spirits. Second thing, it establishes a stronghold. Mm, yes. That is the issue, the stronghold. Like if you, if you look, we've been looking at from the book of Joshua. The entire land is standing over there. But God begins with the stronghold. And Jesus says this, unless you bind the strong man, mm. yes. you cannot empty his house. Mm. So you have to look at it and see that. Now, that's why the thinking pattern, the thinking pattern, it keeps coming back in the thinking pattern. That also means a stronghold has been established. established. Okay. Mm. A stronghold has been established. Mm. But also along with it, what happens is the unclean spirits Dwell in your flesh. Remember, they are spirits. Yes. They, a spirit in, in actual English meaning means they are non-corporeal beings. Mm. Meaning they are not made of matter. Mm. 
they are not made of the persons without bodies yeah no. they are persons with bodies but not our kind of body yes yes they are not made up. we have body you can touch them we mm. have material mm. they are non material non corporeal beings so they can dwell in our flesh our flesh is not just our body there is a spiritual entity in our body so they can dwell over there so in these things there are two aspects you have to do one is pulling down the stronghold in your mind mm. and then casting these demons out you have to expel them they can lie dormant without anybody knowing if they know you are you are trying to get them out they will pretend to be dead that is not there at all see lying spirits they are lying spirits mm. they can do any kinds of things where no see we are only conscious about the things which we are conscious about yes <laughs> yes yes we are not conscious about it we are not aware about it <laughs> okay that is where uh, the spirit of god is the one who brings it to consciousness but we have an understanding now about this with the our soul so we have to invite the spirit of god in there are different ways in which we do deliverance but when you do the deliverance one of course is the word of god that gives us you tells you about all these things and gives you the authority on how do you expel a demon unless you have authority look um, 1019 says 1019 or 1910 1910 10:19 or 19:10 10:19 10:19 10:19 okay. Luke 10:19 Jesus is telling us okay behold i give you authority to trample upon serpents and, and scorpions, scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt, hurt you now this is on the basis on which we stand he has given his children okay positional authority functional authority we may lose because we transferred our authority into power not authority our power into their hands that's mm. what happened in the garden of eden when adam and eve listened to the voice of the devil the authority which god had given them to subdue and rule the earth they handed it over to the devil and that's why the devil says it's been given to me and this is just not question yes. so now what you need to do is that first you have to take it back that's what repentance does mm. okay because as long as something is kept in the dark the prince of darkness has power over it he hates confession because what you actually do by confessing primarily to god is that you bring something that is in the dark god knows it god knows what is in the dark god knows what is in the light mm. but your job and my job is to bring what is in the dark and bring it into the light once we have brought it into the light that dude is losing its power over it because he is the prince of darkness he is not the prince of light mm-hmm. so when you bring it over to the light and then you confess it you repent forsake you confess it the confession does something and you again everywhere you have to bring faith in because you see the devil will know whether you believe it or not yes remember the sons of skiva in the name of jesus whom paul preached you know you guys have no faith at all you don't believe it just mouth is from your mouth you don't believe in what you are saying okay so you have to believe that's where scripture comes because everything that we do has to be ratified by scripture which gives us authority and which makes which is what we accept as truth so the bible says if we confess he is faithful and the blood of jesus cleanses of of all unrighteousness okay let's go to scripture so mm. it's a very powerful scripture in 1 john chapter 1 john chapter 1 okay yes, chapter 1 oh my god falling apart bible okay Okay, verse five. Let's let's verse five onwards. Okay. 
This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In him there is no darkness, absolute light. That's why he calls us to walk in light. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, so how do we walk in the light? One of the ways you walk into light is that, like the question that is asked, you know it was a work of darkness, you bring it into the light. Because he is in the light, we have to walk in the light. And one of the ways of getting back into the light is to switch on the light. Mm. The word of God is light. So when the teaching of the word of God comes, the entrance of your word brings light. So we start understanding, oh, this is really what happens when you get into these relationships or you get into any kind of sin. How does the enemy come in? How does he get entrance? How does he make a foothold? How does he make a stronghold? First is a foothold. Then he said, stronghold. In efficient, the Bible says, do not give him a Foothold. Space to the devil. Yeah. Space to the devil. It's a foothold. Mm. But if you continuously see, first when you get blow your temper, the devil comes, he gets a little access point. But then when you become constantly, when you become an angry person, then anger becomes a stronghold and the spirit of anger enters. Yes. Spirit of anger. And that's what first instruction on how the devil operates, God is telling to, to Cain, why are you angry? Why are you angry? If you do right, you will also be accepted. But he says, you know what? Sin is crouching. Mm. Sin is crouching. You need to master sin. Otherwise, that fellow will get it. Yep. Get it. Mm. He will get it. Because he's angry, he gets it. He doesn't listen to the counsel. Now anger becomes murder. Mm. Okay. See, the, 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 the issue with demonic or the, de- the, the devil or the demons is they are never satisfied with what you think they will be satisfied it begins with anger, but it ended murder. Mm. Okay, that's where the law is established. Why did God establish the law? He's creating a civil society through Israel and he gives them the law. Why is the law given? Because law is the only thing that, that can restrain, restrain mm. the demonic from going to the full extent. Mm. That is what scares us. If there is no law, law here... Every place or every country, when there is an absolute total breakdown of law, what you see is murder is taking place. Hybrid shooting up. Why? It's like in U.S. cities, sure. uh, change the laws, uh, all kind of crazy stuff like the laws are favoring the criminals. The crime rate shoots through the mouth, uh, uh, through the roof, even in Washington, D.C. Why? It's because you tampered with the law and the demonic aggravates and the restraint has gone. The Bible is very clear when letter to Titus, the law is for the ungodly and primarily every man when he begins is an ungodly man. He's not a godly man. He's born in sin, shape and iniquity. So our primary nature, default setting of the old man is sin. Mm. So that's basically what happens. So we have to look over here. He cleanses us from all sin. Like if we, that if you come to verse 9, Okay, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So now we go back into our believer's default setting, which is righteousness. And that's our authority. Mm. That is the platform from which we now we have to function. As long as you, you are not in that position, you can't yell at this devil also. He's not going to listen. Because you're standing on the same platform as he. Because he's unrighteous, you are unrighteous. So he's not going to listen to you. 
if he has to listen to you first you have to you have to stand on that platform and that platform can be given only by god and we stand by faith if you confess he is faithful he will forgive us of our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness that means now we are restored to the platform of righteousness restored to the platform of righteousness now from that platform we have to move to the next level of fast now when you are talking about the repentance and the person says about repentance there are in cases like this there are two kinds of repentance one is the repentance of the mind hmm. and there is the repentance of the heart because in a relationship what happens is you know it is wrong but the desire is still in the heart so in this case it has to go deeper than in the mind, the mind. Yes. because sometimes it's just an idea you can repent and reject that idea and replace it with the right thing yeah. but when in a relationship what happens is you know that the idea is wrong because it's not a leg- legitimate relationship you reject that idea and try to replace it with the right idea but the desire is not going desire is not going okay desire is not the desire is still there so you have to ask the spirit of god for help mm. there are practical things which you do it is cold turkey cutting off the relationship all that thing and you see with any desire is thing that if you stop no, feeling, feeling it, it it becomes less and less powerful but again remember in relationship emotions are involved mm. Okay, emotions are involved so sometimes you have to go through a very painful process to understand the price you will have to be willing to pay and the price itself causes you to stop mm. okay and we see specifically in david's mm. case okay he had one issue in his life now finally god has to put a stop to it because that's god's plan So what does God do he says the sword will not depart from your home. Hmm. The price he has to pay the pain he has to pay is from the death of that baby onto the death of other sons hmm. and the destruction of his daughter's life he never goes that route again because it's too painful. Hmm. So you need to realize you love God you go to God he will go to any extent to discipline you. Bahar he says he will scourge you. <laughs> Because he loves you, but at the end of it, it all turns around for your good, your personal good. It turns around, so you need to. But the thing is that in the new covenant, you we have see in the old covenant these things did not work. If you go to Mark chapter sixteen and verse seven, sixteen, sixteen and seventeen, sixteen and sixteen and seventeen. Mark sixteen, sixteen. Mark sixteen. Gospel according to Mark 16, 16 and 16, uh, 16, 16. chapter 16. Okay. Mm. And verse 16 and 17. Go into the, he who believes and baptizes will be saved now 70. He who does not believe will be condemned. And if you believe what is afford these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons. Mm. And you need to realize you can cast out demons from yourself. Yes. You have to believe. You know what? If there are demons lodged, demonic doctrines, ideas lodged in my mind, or demons lodged in my flesh, according to the word of God in Luke ten nineteen and Mark six seventeen, I have the authority and the power to cast them out. Mm. And you can 
command to yourself anything that is lodged in me that is not of God, every unclean spirit to leave. And usually, because spirits are non-corporeal, being a spirit, Holy Spirit is Rua, which means breath. The most common form is that you start yawning. Hmm. You start yawning because they start leaving. <laughs> How did they get it? How do they get out? How do you get it? Like the reference says, expel, expel them. them out, breathe them out, ask them to leave. Automatically you will start yawning. And you know you're not sleeping. Mm. <laughs> it is they are leaving. But you have to do it. You have to do it. Because that's you are you should be more concerned about your own development mm. and opinion of people and all that. There are see the walk of faith is in though we need each other, our prayer support and all. But the walk of faith is, the Individual. Bible is more of in so many ways is what you call a self-help mm -hmm. book. So that we can be a blessing. You mm -hmm. see, if you want to be a blessing, you should not be a burden. Mm. Okay, you should not be a burden. If you're a burden, then your blessing is restricted. Okay, now children, we don't uh, blame them at all, babies. They are not a blessing other than the joy they give us. But if you look at the rigors a mother or the parent have to go through, it's a burden. You lose sleepless nights over there. You have to feed them. We have to clean them. We have to do all these things for them. So honestly, looking at it in practical ways, they are a burden. The only blessing they give us a lot of joy because we love them. But when you don't have this maternal feeling or human kindness, they want to abort the baby because they don't see them as a blessing. They see them as a burden. Mm. So you need to understand how thinking patterns work. Mm. They don't see child as a blessing. They see child as a burden. Mm. So they want to abort it because they don't want to carry a burden. Because what do you what do you do with the load that you don't want? You get rid of it. That's how they think. They don't value life and all. But they are a burden. But if that child continues to be like that, then the child continues to be a burden. So we try teaching the child little by learn to walk. Learn to put away your toys. Learn to arrange. Learn to clean. We have to. This is the parental duty enjoined by God. And parents don't realize. Parents sometimes forget to train their children. So what happens? These children, wherever they go, they become a burden. Mm -hmm. Now the problem is not the child. The issue is with the parents. The parents did not train the child to be a blessing. Instead, they let that child untrained to become a burden become a burden. So to become a blessing, you have to train that child to be what we call, not depending upon self, but to do a lot of things on their own. And as they grow up, grow up, they learn, okay, I can fold my own sheets, I can keep my room clean, I can sweep my room, I can swap my room. Little, little things because, you know, but it's, it's a system in which and we all grew up in that system. So the child is now not a burden, the child is a blessing. A blessing. Okay. That's how it works in the kingdom of God. If your mind is controlled by the demonic and your mind is body is this thing, you know what? You Another. become a burden. Mm. Okay, he came to carry the burden. He comes to help us. But, but the whole idea is it's more blessed to give than to receive. Those who are carrying burdens are always at the receiving. They want to receive and they're mm. complaining, receiving, 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 receiving. Why? Because they are not able to be a blessing. Because they were always looking for people who will share my burden. Mm. So in the kingdom of God, God wants us to be a blessing. Wants us to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. To be a blessing, you should be able to offload all these things from the demonic. Yes. Mm. 
Because it what act, I mean, we understand in natural world, we, we become less efficient. We become less efficient. Okay, we become, you see, with our cars, everything we know, everything we know that, you know, if you don't take care of your vehicle, you don't service it regularly, it will run, but it becomes less and less and less and less and efficient. Because all kind of things are happening in the engine, which is, which we don't see. Okay. The same thing with it. The devil is very wily. He has his methods. Okay. So he, he God says, take care of your body. Mm. Take care of your mind. Take care of all these things. Why? So that you can be efficient for a long time. Mm. That's why he gave Israel the dietary plan mm. and all. And the Bible says that 120 also, Moses' body is efficient. His mind is efficient. So God could use him till his last breath. He's literally like that movie, Last Man Standing. <laughs> Every other Israelite, <laughs> about 20 have died. This man is not dying. Why? He's an extremely efficient person mm. because of the way he handled. See, if we don't see these things, we don't understand. See, the devil will mess us up later at an age when we really can be used by God. Now we have the understanding of the kingdom of God, the ways of God. We suddenly realize, I wish I had taken care of my body. I wish I had taken care of. This is how he sets you. That's why we call demons stealers of our destiny. Mm. The devil comes to steal. Okay. So when we tell people, have order in your life, order in your life, order in your life, let have order in your life. The thing is that you don't realize. Disorder steals time. Mm. Makes you inefficient. You may think, well, it doesn't matter, I'm still able to. But the problem is, time is passing. Mm. You're not getting younger. You're getting older. And as you get older, what happens is, one, you have less time, you have less energy. And suddenly you realize, if you're an orderly person, you're able to manage much more with that time and the energy than somebody of that same age <laughs> who has no order. Yep. No order. Okay. Second, I will tell you what happens, what God actually does, and what happens in life. If you are a disorder, look, this is how the devil makes. I mean, we are just not talking about unclean. This is how the devil sets people mm, up, especially mm. God's people. The problem is, God cannot use you efficiently with another person. Because if you are a disorderly person and another person of God wants to use you efficiently as an orderly person, you bring disorder into his life or her life. Mm. So God is looking around to see with whom he can. So another disorderly person is there. You go. But now two inefficient people have got together. So your productivity comes down. We are talking in terms of the kingdom mm, of God. Yes. In the kingdom of God. That is why, so all this, see, that is why the first thing I say is that when you come to God, you must believe that He is good. Mm. His plans are good for you. His will is good for you. Everything He says is actually for your good. From that perspective, you will be able to obey His laws, even though you understand. One day you will, well, the Bible talks about what discipline does, you will reap a harvest of righteousness. righteousness. And peace. Righteousness mm. what? It's not about the righteousness that comes, the imputed mm. righteousness mm. of Christ. Mm. These are the works that bring righteousness, establish the righteousness of God. Excuse and me. you don't realize how. So the devil will try to make you indiscipline. The devil will try to do all kind of things. 
Okay. And you know what happens? After some time, though you may be a blessing, hmm. you also become a burden. Okay. You are doing this. But for you to do this, you need four others to take care of you in the first place, to bring order in among in your disorder. That is not Moses. <laughs> Nobody is taking care of Moses. Moses is taking care of everybody. Why is God able to use one man to take care of 600,000 families, not people, families, for 40 years? Is because God has brought his order into his life. Therefore, God is to literally take a nation's responsibility and put on the shoulders of one person. One person. Okay. Now, this is what you have to, this is what the demons are after. Hmm. They see the potential of every child of God. This child of God is a giant killer. If you allow him to go in the ways of God, this dude can create havoc in our kingdom. So let us set him up early. So you will see children who are born in Christian homes have much more chances of getting saved because they know they're living in an environment. Mm. So he starts messing up the early. In a Gentile home, he does not understand the plans of mm. God. This is okay. But in a Christian home, that's why we need to realize Christian homes are a battlefield. Mm. It's a battlefield. All around the world, we will say, look at Christian homes, it's a mess. But we don't realize they're a mess because it's a Christian home. Because that's where the war is taking place. And the war is always over destinies of people. Husbands and wives are fighting. Why are husbands and wives fighting? Because faith is a very powerful thing. And the most powerful part about faith is that, uh, no, the prayer of faith. God says, if two of you agree on anything on earth, it shall be done in heaven. So the devil knows scripture. He knows if a man and a wife are able to think alike in the ways of God and they come to agreement. When they pray together, that is the most important place where agreement can take place between a man and his wife. You know what? He knows this is very dangerous. <clears throat> this people agree and pray, things can happen. So what does he bring? He brings competition, he brings offense, he brings unforgiveness, he brings all kinds of things. Then he realized, two servants of God are very powerful. If Paul and Barnabas go on like this, it is very dangerous. Boy, these are two giant killers, so let's see. Okay, understood. You know what? Barnabas has an inkling towards Mark. Sentiment. And Mark is a lazy fellow, fearful fellow. So what did the devil do? He caused Mark to drop out. And then there is a rift between Paul and Barnabas. Two giants are separated. Those are two different. Why? Because these are powerful people. Hmm. Paul and Barnabas going together. You need to understand the devil understands all the patterns of God's kingdom. So he will try these things and all. That's why we have to protect our children. We parents, when we tell mother should be at home, they don't understand, they get so upset. The reason is, you know, it takes only five minutes to destroy a person's life as a child when it's open door to something else. I have heard countless stories of people and when they are asked, why are you here? He says, when I was four years old, when I was five years old, uncle molested me. An auntie molested me. A pornograph book was lying. I did not know. I opened it. And I saw all this. And the doorway was open. Why was it open? 
because you were not guarding your house. Mm-hmm. Why were you not guarding your house? Because you were busy building a career. You go to Psalm 127. Mm. Hmm. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now, wait there. The Lord is not the one who is actually physically building. Right? Now, if you look at, you look at a block built by engineer so-and-so. But did he actually build it? No. no. It was built by the plumbers and the walls. But their names are never written. Mm. Yeah, the actual workers are different. In the same way, when I say the Lord builds the house, we are building the house. But if the Lord has to build my house, I have to do his way. Otherwise, the Lord will not build his house. The Lord will build every person's house and every person's home only if we agree with him. He is the architect. That's what the Bible says. Be careful how you build. Okay? We have to. So, that's what I said. When God says something in the word, don't reason. Don't reason. Don't reason. Receive it by faith. Why? Go to the next two verses. Third verse actually. Behold, children are a heritage. From where? From the Lord. You need to realize, on earth, the only thing we have received that is from God are our children. Now we know we have Many railway stations in Hyderabad. We have Nambali, we have Secunderabad, and then there is Kachikota. is a UNESCO heritage. Mm. So when you go to Kachikota, it looks different. Mm. Why? It has been declared by a UNESCO heritage railway station. So it gets funds from UNESCO to maintain. Why? It was a Nizam's old railway station. So heritage means it has a value beyond the normal value of other things. Mm. That's a value. Its value is connected beyond that generation. Mm-hmm. So here we have given our children our heritage from the Lord. See, unless you see this, we will not understand. So the first thing you need to realize is that, you know what? The most precious things you can ever have on planet Earth are your children. And if that is the most precious you have something valuable, you take it to the bank and put it in the locker, or you put it lock in, in the iron almara, your kanjipuram sari and your gold. God says, what are you doing with your children? They are more valuable than all the stuff you will ever own in your life. What are you doing with your children? What are you doing with your children? Mm. Have you understood the value? Mm. Are you watching over them? Do you know how many minutes it takes to destroy a child's life? And then for the child to be delivered when he grows up, do you know how much time it takes? By the time he's gone down the route and gone and full of demons, so full of demons and everything. He says, why? Because you didn't watch. Remember the man who brought his son and says, he's throwing him into the fire. He says, God, please ask what's going on. From childhood. Is it from childhood? Mm. And what is the first thing he says? You faithless generation. You're supposed to protect you. You faithless mm. generation. Why did he say to them, mm. faithless generation? Mm. Because go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Mm. He's talking to the Jews. He's talking to his people. You're a faithless generation. What did he say? From three onwards. Listen. Yeah. Deuteronomy 6. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. 
And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. What should you do? You shall teach, teach them. them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. He says, if you do it, they won't have entry. You have taught them the kingdom of God and the principles mm. by which they should live and you should live. You're putting a wall of fire around The word of God, the laws of God, the love of God, the fear of God itself is their protection. The enemy is not able to get it. Mm. That's your job. Yes. Why? Because you need to value them. They are my heritage. This is how things happen. But this has gone down the drain. And what has happened? Children are molested. Children open doors into all kind of things. They are eating up. Like I told you, but this is something which people don't understand. And they get upset with me when I tell them. You see, we grew up in a pattern where it said, if you ate out, it's because you are traveling. But if you ate out in your own town, it's a shame. That means your mother doesn't know how to cook. Because the best food we always ate, we ate at home. Mm -hmm. Because food is the first place where pleasure is touched for a child. You know our Indian system. As soon as a child is in, first thing you do is honey. Sweet is put. The first thing you dip and put it or use a gold ring and do all kind of things they do. But first thing they put is sweet. And that's why our country is full of sweets. Diabetes. Okay. But the thing is that... When it comes to the pleasure thing, the pleasure thing, first place where it touches is the child's stomach. And therefore, a child's mother should be a good cook. So mm. The child does not have to go out and eat. eat. Out and eat. Mm. Because... That is where all the substance abuse starts coming. Now today, can you eat anything? Wow. Now they are ordering fentanyl laced things by mail. Fentanyl is being laced into everything that is... You don't know what your child is eating. Wow. All the college places and all, you need to realize there are raids taking place because things are laced into the ice cream, things are laced into the book. Everything. Why? Because, you know, these kids will keep coming back because they don't know what is that giving them a nice kick and a high. So, everything is adulterated. Why? The entire world is ruled by this simple principle called gain, mammon, and they don't care how many lives are destroyed in the process. So, God says, first, eat at home. Second, everything from the marketplace you receive, Receive a thanksgiving and prayer so it is sanctified that even if you take poison, even if they have laced it, believe and trust it will not do harm to your body. Mm. What are you trying to do? You are trying to close every gate to the enemy. Absolutely. Every gate, mm. every gate to the enemy. Because you, you will do all these things only if you value something. Everything, the amount of time the amount of care, the amount of things we do only when we value something. The problem is our value system is decided by the world and not by the word of God. That is what repentance means. Repentance means to change your thinking from the pattern of the world. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but by the renewing of your mind, know what is the good, pleasing and perfect. So your value system is changing. You realize, oh boy, you know what? My children are the most precious things which God has given. And they have a destiny. The plans that God has. Lord, let me not be the cause of them losing their destiny. Mm. So you guard their health. 
you guard their mind you guard their everything you guard what you say in front of them you guard the language you use you guard the subjects you discuss and that's what god is talking when you sit down when you lie down you shall bind them as a sign on your hand they shall be meaning it does not mean they literally to be that's not what it meaning let god the good kind gracious all powerful loving god be the atmosphere in your house you know when they grow up like that and i don't know about homes but i know one thing i know daniel's home must have been like that hmm. <coughs> so why why would you take a decision like that such a young teenager because he has been taught to love god and the goodness of god and the ways of god you know what his parents realize his heritage and they prepared him to be successful in god's kingdom See, we are always preparing <coughs> our children to be successful in the world. It is irrelevant. It is irrelevant. Yeah. All these people in the Bible who were very successful did not know math. They did not know physics. They did not know chemistry. They did not know <coughs> any of the subjects we pay through our nose for our children to excel. <coughs> they knew the word. They knew the word. And they had a culture of a Christian or a godly culture with the imbibe so you have to cast them out but i'm also talking on both sides casting out is one thing but for our children see that they don't get it mm. they don't get it <clears throat> they don't get it don't let them get it protect them the bible says let them be innocent of evil and be excellent and wonderful so there is this you can't escape it the tree of good and evil and that's a that's a principle where with the children are going to grow up let them be innocent of evil and let them be excellent of what is good then one day when they encounter christ they will move from that principle into the next principle that is they will live by what is true amen is true. so we protect them so there is an expelling of demons mm. you have to expel it and you have to contest and ask the spirit of god show me lord show me lord show me lord i am standing in your word and you have to tell me i am standing on the platform of righteousness what is in the darkness i have brought it out it is in the light you have no hold over me because if it is anything in the darkness you give the devil legal right legal right <coughs> that's why god is making david write psalm 51 to break the legal right of the enemy you confess it that's it you confess it and he will not be able to touch you he may touch your children but you can't be touched because you have because he was an he was once an anointed man and he still is an anointed man when he plays music demons used to leave he the only picture of deliverance. deliverance in the entire bible in the old testament in the entire old testament okay so we need to understand this is <coughs> again you need to realize another there are different ways in which you do it this is where faith comes in the bible says god inhabits in the praises, praises. of his people mm. okay praises of his people okay praises of his people you see you have to take all this by faith the reason is whenever god says something do just do it by faith later you will understand its effects what happens is if you personally inculcate a life of learning to praise and worship god what happens is the manifest presence of god is around you and demons flee they just leave because they cannot stand in an atmosphere of genuine worship 
Because God comes in. When God comes, the devil goes. But when God goes, the devil comes. The spirit of God left Saul and the distressing spirit came. Notice that? When one leaves. Because the nature is that. Our, we are, the system vacuum. is created by God. It will not uh, accept vacuum. a vacuum. When one leaves, the other comes in automatically. That's what the Bible says. You cast it down, mm. you cleaned it out, but left it empty. Mm. Cleaning was good. The problem was you are empty. You did not fill in with the Spirit of God and the things of God. So the fellow who cast it says, Are our house is empty. He goes and brings seven others. <coughs> now the condition of the person is worse than worse than. So deliverance is in different ways. One is there, why I tell you is that take this, turn it upside down. Mm. Boom, it's gone. Now it's empty. That's why much of these deliverance sessions actually in the long run don't work because it is emptied and left empty and they don't put them in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, equipping church so that emptiness is now replaced with the Word of God and the things of God. It has to be replaced and filled with that. If that doesn't happen, this fellow will go empty. And then he said, one year later, you will realize his case is worse than before. Yep. Worse than before. He said, what happened? Jesus doesn't work. Jesus did work, but you didn't follow all the principles of Jesus. You didn't follow all what he said, how to walk in your deliverance, how to, how to. That's why the thing is that we understand in the physical realm, we ignore the spiritual realm. You go to a doctor. You are admitted in the hospital and you go through the entire test and everything is diagnosed. You go through the whole, let us say, surgery or whatever, everything you go through. And finally, at the end of it, a lady, usually it's a lady, comes and her name is, she is dietitian. She will say, now sir, change your lifestyle. Don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat it. Eat this more, eat this more, eat this more. Do this exercise, do it. Now she is not prescribing for your Healing. Mm. She is prescribing for your health. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's one thing. Healing is for the sick. Mm. Health is so that you continue after you are well in that same state. So there is deliverance and there is walking in deliverance. Walking in the deliverance. And you read the Bible, it's very clear. There is a walking in deliverance. Guard your heart. Guard your mind, guard your eyes, guard your ears. Be very careful how do you react to these things. Now you came out of this mess. Now stay out of that mess. Yes. Stay out of that mess. Paul will say, you know, um, flee. That's one thing. Then pursue. The problem is people flee. They don't pursue. Mm. Go to Timothy. And say, Which is Timothy? For Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 22. Yeah. Second Timothy 2 22. Okay. 2 23. Flee youthful lust. Praise God, that young man is fleeing all (laughs) youthful lust. But, he's clean, but empty. (laughs) But, pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. Faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Change your company. Exactly. Change your company. The problem is, the problem, this is the main issue with young people, even in our own churches. Our problem is that, you know, they come to church and they may dedicate and they get cleaned out. But they never change their company, which got them into that in the first place. Mm. You look at their company, when they go back to college, they're still with the same old crowd. They don't call. Hence, you would say, I would rather be alone if I cannot find the right company. 
right company has to change evil company corrupts good manners yes it so, corrupts good manners so these are all things which you have to do so ish okay now let us say in this case in this case specific question that was asked let us go there 16 okay but why does it keep coming back in your thinking pattern now the see it's not one cap fits all you have to each of these cases you have to look at it isolation mm-hmm. see this is not a general spectrum antibiotic yeah it only will work with certain diseases after that it doesn't work and then you realize okay yours is a different infection augment will won't work you need to try something else the doctor will say okay in the same way now first there are two people involved here first you need to understand whether it was a illegitimate physical relationship in a relationship otherwise which could be become legitimate are you getting the picture yeah. a young man a young woman who wants to get married so there is a legitimacy in it but the, what is happening is illegitimate because they have not made the covenant so first you have to look at whether it is that or it is totally illegitimate this is a no no relationship you have to look at that so depending upon that your prescription, prescription changes mm-hmm. prescription changes in case one prescription is get married get married <laughs> what are you waiting for what are you waiting for if you look in america in the old days they all got married very early yes very early they got married and they remained sweethearts so for 40 years 50 years and all got married in college i mean where did this idea of getting married at 42 and all come from don't take isaac isaac lived 180 years okay so don't think about isaac got married what are you talking about what are you bringing isaac into the picture the what you should look at isaac is that he refused to get married without his father's permission who was a very godly man therefore he refused he said you know my father knows better i will leave it to my father that's a different picture altogether don't bring his age into the, the whole thing but the question is the whole idea is that's what paul says is better to get married than to burn mm. burn meaning mm. meaning you 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 like this girl or this girl likes this boy and you're both young like i like um, eric got married when he was young george and corinne got married when they were young they all got married when they were young mm. okay george and corinne are, in, in, are they under 25 if i'm right 25 26 years old they are married and corinne is going to have a baby let's say we get married now do you know this is the girl it is from god we are on a life together to serve god in the ministry what are you waiting for <laughs> get married because you know if in everything else you can bring faith you can bring faith into provision also god will provide his mm. name is jehovah jireh mm. God will provide. I mean, why give God too many headaches by not getting married and getting into trouble? And most of the time, God is walking around in the mob, cleaning our mess, cleaning our mess, and then He finds one life. Oh, thank you! I can at least rest now because there is less mess to clean in your life. Give Him also some pleasure, right? And the only pleasure He gets is by people who live by faith. Okay. So look into these cases. In other cases, where it is. it was a illegitimate relationship mm. it is over and then it keeps coming back in your thinking pattern one thing is that everything if it affects you 
really if it affects you. Everything connected with a previous relationship, get rid of it. Because it's an access point. What your ex-boyfriend gave you, girlfriend gave you, the gifts, the things and everything, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Why? Because you want your freedom. Second, okay, if you go to Luke chapter uh, 4 and verse 18. Mm. 18. When Jesus said, He has come, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Okay, brokenhearted. Now you let me tell this. Take a plate. Okay? Drop it on the ground. It breaks. Okay? Now if you want to put it back, you have to look at the major big portion and then you glue the pieces into it you get it back together still you can see the crack marks i'm just giving you an example what happens is that when you have had one or let us say multiple relationships intimate relationships what happens is your soul fragments Mm. soul fragments because god said you are one Mm -hmm. you need to understand why god says i hate divorce because you're tearing a part of the soul. Why did God say the the enemy came and sowed tears and then they have grown up together? Angels come and say that. He says, no. Mm. You bring, bring them both together. He says, you know what? Because when you pull, they're underneath the ground where you don't see, their roots are intertwined. Mm. So when you pull the tear out, the grass, the wheat also will come out. But trying to destroy what is bad, you will destroy what is also good. So what you are telling is that, you know what, there is an intermingling of souls. Mm. Intermingling of souls. And there's a fragmentation that takes place. Fragmentation that takes place. So after you have done all these things, another thing by faith you have to ask, speak audibly and say is that, I call back the parts of my fragmented soul back to myself. And I release those who are attached to me, I release and say, go back to his origin. These are spiritual realities. Yes. And you feel deliverance coming mm. in. Deliverance coming in. Because this, you see, if you study the occult, which you shouldn't, leave it alone, leave it to people who are called to do that. Don't go into that area at all. As far as, it's not even an area you should be interested or curious about. Because mm. what killed the cat was curiosity. <laughs> Don't go there. Okay. In the occult religion, in the occult practices of witchcraft all over India, Africa, everywhere occult, every religion has an occult part. That is, when people go to temple to waste time, but when they want something done, they go to the occult part of religion. That, let us say, uh, love relationship. I want this girl. So that fellow will say, get me something that belongs to her. He? Where? I remember one deliverance which I was doing and this girl was brought to me here in Hyderabad from a church. I didn't want to do deliverance on that girl. It belonged to another church. I don't want to... You have enough trouble in your own church. Why do you want trouble from other churches? Because I'm not saying trouble has trouble, but it is. Because when you understand spirits, when you're only sitting at the top, you understand the weight. (laughs) 
Paul is talking on top of all these harassments from on top of all that the burden <laughs> of all, <laughs> all the churches. Because it's a real burden. It's a real burden. And easy lies the head that you don't understand what this means to be a shepherd. Because when you get the mantle of a shepherd, you have an insight which others don't. I can stand there at the platform, look into the faces of the people and know what they are going through, whether they are actually in the Lord or not. Mm. And I know it is given to me only because I'm a shepherd. I can take a look at right over there and I know what's going through them. And that is an additional burden. Because first, because you're a shepherd, you know what you're going through. Then on top of that, you know. See, mothers immediately, you cannot fool a mother. Yeah, yeah. You very can't fool a mother. Very they are able to see. In the same way is the shepherd. He's talking about all these things. Okay. So, this girl is brought over there. Five minutes, I realized, okay, <laughs> this, I said, uh, you will have to, and they came prepared. I don't know how they came, they prepared the clothes and everything came. I said, we'll have to stay because I don't have time now, but later in the night, but it can be handled. Okay. So there, I am there in the room. My is there praying and I'm there and I'm talking. I, I don't want to give for people to try on, like, don't experiment with these things, okay? So, then I did. The spirit manifests. Now, it's a small girl speaking from a lady's mouth. Speaking. So, I will not go. I will not go. It's my house. I will not go. So, I said, okay, leave all that. How did you get in? Who are you? So, it tells me, I was in another girl who committed suicide in the tank. Of a house. And when she died, I got out. When I was wandering around. And this particular girl, that day, left her office. And there was, you know, our Indian system. Puja. Awesome. Call it puja. Let's call it, be politically correct and call it puja. Whatever was done. Mm-hmm. And the lemon was thrown with the things on the... You have to be very careful. You will see when you walk on Indian road, they will throw lots of things on the road. You will see kumkum over there, fruits lying over there, a broken coconut over there. It's all part of a cult. Mm-hmm. And the girl said, this spirit said to the girl, she was walking on the road and she put her feet on it. I entered. Because she was a weak vessel. No faith, nothing. All nonsense. Entered her. And she started manifesting and all the marks comes on the body. It marks on the it speaks and all kind of things are happening. And that's what it was brought. So, now the thing is that, I said, you have to leave. No, I will not leave. I said, you have to leave. You have no choice over this. Matter. You don't make the choice. <laughs> we make the choice with Christ Jesus' name. Okay. okay, let's leave the other side of it. The thing is that, after like an hour or hour and a half, it left with finally with a scream, the thing left. And the child was completely normal. Completely normal. Okay. But the problem is demons, if you don't come back and stay in the church and be filled with the word of God, the demons are very smart. You know, sometimes you see when it like the boy who is who is rolling around and falling into the fire. It's so easy to see, right? Mm. Oh, this is demon possessed. It's obvious. Mm. It's very obvious, mm. right? But what we don't realize that more of most of the people in the world are demon possessed in their minds, and mm. it is not visible. Mm. Exactly, because they don't manifest. We say, "Oh, he's a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. He's more dangerous than this fellow." Mm. That guy causes more danger in this world than this fellow. 
You know why? Because he is not manifesting in his body. He is manifesting in his mind. Manifesting in the mind. So we need to realize when the Bible... So what happens is, you have to call it back. You have to release it. And then walk in the way of liberty. And be in an atmosphere where you have to understand. Where is the atmosphere if you are alone? I always say, if you are alone and not working... Have either the word or worship music at the background going on. Create an atmosphere, one, which feeds your spirit. And second, which demons don't like. See, demons look for dry places. The Bible says dry places. That's why the word of God is called water. The spirit of God is called oil. They don't like those places. So when you are saturated in an atmosphere where there is the word and worship, they don't like coming there. They don't like coming there. They choose company. Choose. That's why the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbeliever. And then cause one is light of God, the other one is Belial. How can this go together? Yeah. So choose your company. First, reject them. <coughs> be kind to them. Love to them. Don't say I'm rejecting you because you're Belial. Don't be silly. Don't be stupid and do stuff like that. But be very kind to them. Help them in their need. Choose your company. That's what I pursue. Okay? Righteousness. In the company of those who are pursuing, keep the company of believers. Why? You're creating now an atmosphere for yourself. Whether you are alone or whether you are in public, you are creating an atmosphere. Why? You need deliverance. You need deliverance. You have been delivered. Walk in your deliverance like that until... And the third most important thing is that consciously every day ask yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, what happens is the other spirits cannot get in because you are already full. That is why the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine. With wine. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Which means continuously filled. Yes. Why is that? Jesus says, the ruler of this world came and he found nothing, nothing. in me. In his head, there is nothing of this world. Second, in him, he is filled without measure. We have to do these practical things. Because if you are full of the Holy Spirit, where is the space for any other spirit to come in? If you are full of faith, that is what I told this morning, you know, when it is written about Stephen, yes. pick six men, uh, seven men, full of the Holy Spirit and yes. full of wisdom. But that's how this criteria was that. But when Stephen is mentioned, he was full, full of, of faith, faith and, and the, spirit. the Holy Spirit. The spirit. If you are full of faith, then how can it be, have any sight there? Wow. Full of faith. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, can other spirits come? So these are things which God is telling us for our own benefit. Our own benefit. Okay, because you need to realize young people, children, young people need protection. Doesn't matter how big and strong they may be. Spiritually they are weak. Spiritually they are weak. Okay? So the thing is that they do not have the spiritual strength to resist. Mm. So you have to put a protective layer around them. What they hear. What they watch. You know, spirits can jump off TV. Wow. 
Because they are not not corporeal beings. And books too. Books, all this stuff. So what you read, what you watch, all these things you have to be very, very careful, especially when you are young. And then when you are strong, actually strong in the spirit, they do not have the power to affect you. You can repel them. Yes, yes. It doesn't affect you. Because you know what? Because now you are full. We are not isolating ourselves. Don't understand. That's not what Jesus said. We are insulating Mm. ourselves. Mm. So when you are full of the word and full of the spirit and then you go into the world. The world is full of demons and wickedness but you are insulated from them. Mm. They do not have the power to affect your mind or your body. The simple reason is that they look for an entry point. There's no entry point. His mind is full of the word and he's, he's full of the Holy Spirit and he's right. Jesus was in the Midst of sinners. Midst of sinners. But he's untouched by sin. Why is he untouched by sin? See, this is the problem with Simon the leper and Jesus. He says, if he knew what kind of woman is touching him. The problem is Simon cannot allow a woman to touch him. But Jesus can be touched by any woman. It doesn't bother him at all because he's so full of godliness and holiness and kindness and compassion. So they touching him is not touch, it's not, it's not affecting him or affecting them. A woman touches him, lust is not passing from him to her. Virtue is passing. She goes cleansed and healed. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Hmm. You need to realize what God is talking about. Hmm. God is talking about. Okay, he says, I want you to be like that. That even if someone touched you, they will realize, you know what, when I touched you, mm. I felt clean. I felt clean. Mm. I felt clean. Because what, what trans- mm, transmitted from you mm. was kindness, compassion, godliness, righteousness. You got to fill yourself. Anointing. Like I said, mm. remember the old illustration <laughs> I gave you, remember? Many years back in the church, I had a glass of water. And I called somebody to come up and push me. And I was drinking the water spilled. And I asked the congregation, why did the water spill on me? Everybody said it's because he pushed you. I said, no, it's because there was water in the glass. Mm. If there was no water in the glass, even if you push, push me down, nothing is going to spill on me because there is nothing. What is in just came out. Why did you lose your temper? Because you're full of anger. If you're full of peace, it doesn't matter who pushes you, peace will come out. <laughs> See, that's why God allows us to be pushed. He says, I took you into the wilderness, <laughs> caused you to hunger, and then I said, yes, fed you, you and no, fed you with mana so that what was in would come out. What came out? Grumbling and complaining. complaining. You see, this had nothing to do with the wilderness. Mm. <laughs> it had to do what was in you. Yeah. When you were in Egypt also, it was there. Only wilderness brought it out. Like I said, time doesn't do anything. Time is a revealer. Mm. It's a revealer. Okay. So, if you fill yourself with good things, when you are pushed, see, you crucify Jesus, you whip him in through the night, you spit on him, you pull his beard, you make him carry the cross, he's so weak of blood loss, he falls, then you crucify him, you put him on the cross, when he opens his mouth, only blessing comes. So you can do whatever you want to do to him, when he opens his mouth, only kindness and compassion and prayer and forgiveness comes out. Why? Because that's what he's full of. 
So don't tell me I was beaten and I was abused. That's why. no, 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 no. What is happening is you are full of this, and the abuse only revealed it. No. Jesus is abused like no man. Abused like no man, because what will come out is what is full of. So God says, you know what? First, get rid of all this junk, and you can do it yourself because I give you power, authority. Then fill yourself with these things. When you are full of these things, when you are pushed in your office, when you are pushed in your home, when you are pushed, you know what comes out is the life of God. That is your witness. So God says, don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. You don't have it in you. But when the promise of the Father comes, when you are baptized, baptized means when you are immersed, you take a, a bottle and push it into a full bucket. What are you doing? You are immersing the bottle. And then when you take it, now the bottle is full of what you immersed in. Is when you are Baptize in the Holy Spirit. Then you go out. You are my witness. They can push you. They can do whatever. What comes out is me. Mm. So the Sanhedrin looked and said, Who are these unlearned men? Mm. How can they speak like this? They misunderstood it. They said they were with Jesus. No, Mm. they were full of Jesus. They were not with Jesus. There were many people who were with Mm. Jesus. Mm. But they were full of Jesus. Therefore, when they were pushed, what came out was Jesus, Jesus came mm. out. Mm. These are the ways to walk in your life. Fill yourself with the word. Not just word. I'm not talking. I, I, I'm not, don't misunderstand me. God has magnified his word above all. His name. Above his name. But I also know the truth. Jesus was crucified by people who were full of the word. He was crucified by people who had memorized the word. They had no iota of faith. That is the difference. I want people to be full of faith. And you cannot have full of faith unless you're full of the word. That's the difference. You can be full of the word with no faith. You are memorized in your mind, but you don't actually believe anything that is written over there. So your situations is a revealer that you have no faith. So God is not condemning you. You're through your situations. God wants to tell you, you know what? You need faith. Faith is your victory. Okay, Faith is your victory. Two, what does the word again give you? It gives you wisdom. You need wisdom. What do we need daily to make decisions? You need wisdom. Now, everybody does not have access to the word. Like, like I said, God is compassionate. Most people have no access to the word, but you still have access to wisdom, even if you do not know the word. Why? If you ask in faith, he will give you wisdom. So these are simple things. So fill yourself daily. You see, I remember an aunt of mine, she was talking, she was a doctor, I think pastor. Uh, A prof gave an an example, old days. His TV was not functioning. So he called the TV repair guy. He comes, he tried everything, but it was not functioning. The TV repair guy had this thing and turned one knob and the TV was functioning. And he said, sir, 120 rupees. Those days. He paid him. And his student said, sir, you paid 120 rupees for this guy turning a knob. He said, yeah, it cost him 120 to know which knob to turn. 
I with all my medical knowledge tried every knob it didn't work. Okay? Every you know like I remember that illustration which I gave you? You have a woodcutter. He goes cuts wood the whole day. He makes 500 rupees. Then you have the butcher. He cuts meat the whole day. He makes 1000 rupees. Then you have the Chef in the five-star hotel, he's cutting in delicate, all kinds of shapes and sizes and he makes 25k, 50k a month or more. Then there's the surgeon who makes an incision. He opens you up nicely. He takes out things which are, and then he stitches it back and your bill comes on lakh rupees. What's the difference? They were all using metal. <laughs> the difference is that amount of time energy and expertise you need to cut this. Mm. Okay? So God says, you can be a simple person. Not very literate. Didn't go to school also. But if you live by faith, you can be full of wisdom. Mm. Which a man who's got a PhD from Harvard does not have. Why? Because that's who you fill yourself with these things. So when they needed seven people to Wait at the tables in the apostolic church. They said, this is the only criteria. Anything to do in the kingdom of God, let them be full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom. So simple question. This man does not have a degree. How can he be full of wisdom? By faith. They were training people practically how to live by faith. Because if you, if you live by faith, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit every day by faith. Asking. Second, if you live by faith, you can be filled with wisdom every day for day-to-day life. We want that kind of people to do everything in the church. So God was setting a pattern for living. So when you cast this fellow out, empty this fellow out, clean yourself, let God heal the broken-hearted. You are now healed. You were broken-hearted. Now he has healed your broken-hearted. First by sending things that doesn't belong to you and receiving things back. And then exercising the power of God by saying, if anybody anywhere in the occult has things that belong to me and is being used to create havoc in my life, let the fire of God fall upon them. The God of Elijah, let your fire fall and destroy it and believe it will happen. You don't have to see it. They will see it. Let it be. Why? You want to be free and I will not allow the demonic to steal my destiny. Mm. They can't steal your salvation, but they can mess up your destiny. God has a destiny for you. And that destiny, fulfilling that destiny is where your rewards in heaven is connected. That's why Paul says it's a battle of faith. It's a battle of faith. And when you have done all these things, fill yourself with the things which God tells you to fill but, see, I am trying to make it easy for everyone. Because all of, if most people, Christians in the world, in the world, do not have either access to a Bible, like Derek Prince said in that message which I posted, right? Yes. In China, if you have one, one page. One page, you're a pastor. You're a pastor. <laughs> Why? Here's one page. You have to hear stories about what happens when they see a Bible. Because they never seen a Bible. In many of the undergrounds, they had never seen a Bible. They had heard the Bible, they heard preachers, but they had never seen a Bible. When the actual physical manifestation of the Bible is first introduced into a church, it is smuggled in, mm. there is first, there is total silence. And then the Bible is passed on. 
Everyone is holding it reverently, kissing it, tears are flowing, because for the first time in their life, after all the years of salvation, they are seeing the written word of God. So you have to make it simple because these are the people in the world. So you have to make it simple for them. You may not be. I have believers in my house who cannot read. Mm. I said, you can hear? Yes. Listen. Use your phone. Listen. Listen. Don't waste your time listening to junk. Listen. Because that's why by God said, faith comes from reading. No, no. He said by hearing. Listen. Listen. So make it simple. When you listen, the preaching okay. of the I cannot understand and receive the wisdom like the world. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I've been called to business. Okay. You are called to business? Yes. Did you go? Do you have an MBA? No. Do you want to be successful? Yes. Be a kingdom businessman. Mm. Ask God, Lord, you run my business for me on a day to day basis. Give me Amen. the wisdom. wisdom to make decisions. Mm, yes, Lord. Mm. Suddenly, you will realize you are a different. That's how Colgate, you know, Colgate has become a brand name. Mm. Mm. Can be used for toothpaste or Colgate. Give me Colgate. But that was an incredible believer. And one of the first decisions he made is that I will give my tithes to the Lord. By the time finally he died and retired, the story is told, he was giving 99% to the kingdom work. Because that 1% he kept back was more than the 90 he kept back in the beginning. Because he said, you know what, this is kingdom business. I will go by what God says. Mm. So you don't have to be scared of entering into any profession as long as you are led by God. Because you know what, we have access to something which the world does not have access to. Mm. World has access to the occult. But when the king tested Daniel and his friends, they were found ten times better than the sorcerers and the magicians. magicians. These are the people who have access. They are staying away from it. So God gave them ten times better than the king. So how does it all happen? It comes by faith. He made a decision by faith to honor God, that I will not let anything exactly unclean, along with that, the demand exactly. to enter into my yes. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Mm. I'm not going to allow that to The happen. way they kept on the cult is by making a decision. God said the clean and the un- all mm. these things when yes. God was talking about is that keep yourself. Man. So that's how you keep yourself. And you know, you realize it gives you enormous freedom, liberty. You want the liberty of the Holy Spirit. Then fill him. Allow him to fill you up. Allow. Because whatever is you are full of is what is leading you. Now you can take four, three different balloons. One you fill it with air, another you fill it with helium, another you fill it with, and suddenly you release them. They're all balloons. But they're not moving in the same way. The helium one goes up. Why? Because it, it's, it is, its trajectory is decided by what it is full of. Inside, yeah. So you want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Just be filled by the Holy Spirit. Lord, lead me. He says, allow me to fill you first. Allow me to be filled. So Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he was full of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tested of the devil, tempted of the devil. He's full. He's being led. Simple things. Simple things. Stay out of the occult and get away from the 
the stealers of our destiny so that we fulfill our death. Do it on a simple, faith-based, practical ways. Cast out before you go to sleep. Lord, I do not know. If anything that is not of you is touching my thinking or touching my flesh. Now in the name, name of, of Jesus, Jesus. Yes. I command you to leave and I ask the blood of Jesus to flow through from the head of my of top of my head to the soul. Cleanse me, Lord, the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me, sanctify me. Yes. And Lord, if there is still somebody who is hiding, and I pray the fire of the God, Holy Spirit, to flow through me, I burn out every remnant, so that when I go to sleep, I go to sleep in rest, knowing that it is only God in me, God with me, and nobody else. When you wake up in the morning, you wake up in faith, mm. and not in fear. You don't hear anklets and footsteps. No, no. <laughs> you don't hear all these things. You don't. <clears throat> Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. You won't hear anything. <laughs> if you hear, you'll hear from God. You need to realize you have to do what God has given us. The word of God, the name of God, the blood of his son, and the spirit of God. He says, use what I give. These are all weapons. And praise. Praise is a powerful weapon. Very powerful weapon. You read the stories in the Old Covenant. Hmm. Sometimes they didn't have to do anything. They just had to praise. Hmm. So hear from the Holy. What should I do? He will say, use the name of my son. Sometimes you will know, plead the blood of Jesus. Sometimes you will say, do nothing. Just praise me. Praise me. You have to ask and hear. That's what David did. Even if it was the same enemy, he didn't fight them the same way. He asked, what should I do? Next time, same enemy, what should I do? No, no, no. When you hear the wind on the top of the mulberry trees, this is what you need to do. Mm. Who's telling him? The Spirit of God. Because who is he? He's the leader. Mm. He will tell you what to do. Yes, you have all these weapons. But let him tell you which weapon to use. And sometimes you don't hear, use all the weapons. Doesn't matter, they're all effective. But if you hear from him and you use that particular weapon, it is very effective. Because the word of God has to become the sword of the spirit. spirit. Has to become mm. the sword of the spirit. Otherwise it's just the word of God. Mm-hmm. But the word of God still has power. It has still has power. Because it is the word of God. But it, when it becomes the sword of the spirit, it has double power. Because now the word and the spirit has come together. And it's powerful. It cannot be defeated. Otherwise, it is a word in your mouth. When the Spirit comes, it is a word that is going out of your mouth, but it is not yours. It is God's. It is God's. That is when Elijah is speaking. Is Elijah <sighs> speaking? But it's not Elijah speaking. There will be no dew or rain until the word of God comes from your mouth. But it's not he speaking. It's God speaking through him. And it has to happen. It tells boldly to the woman, until the famine breaks, until rain comes, the bin and the oil will not run out. It cannot run out because it's not Elijah speaking. It is God speaking. Thank you, Lord. That's how it works. This is another question which I think very related to this uh, because you're talking about spiritual warfare and... uh, Sammy, when you put the title over there, okay, just put it because it helps a lot of people Hmm. because everybody needs deliverance. Yeah, this is about deliverance. Love, okay? Because that first question will help a lot of people. Question 16. Demonic oppression and deliverance. Yes. Okay. Put it like that way so that, you know, people understand. Yeah. 16. Is it possible to get spiritually depressed? The same old thing week after week. That is our attitude towards our life and we become weary. 
But if you regard the Christian life as a dreary life, we are insulting God. Do it. Are we doing that? Please help me understand spiritual depression. Yes, spiritual. The classic case of spiritual depression is Elijah. Elijah. Clinical depression, if you want to use <laughs> psychological term. Because the pressure on that one man was too much. I mean, not too much when you are blaming God, but honestly, humanly He was speaking, only one man. He was one man. Hmm. Okay, one man. And okay, so first, he has to be all alone by a brook, seeing ravens twice a day. Okay, that's why people are put in solitary confinement to break them. Break them. They go mad. But okay, so people like I gave the testimony of Richard Wombren and all. Because the first thing now you need to realize is that <coughs> the new covenant you need to realize is you are never alone. Hmm. So this has to be facts you believe. Because it's faith that works. If you say I am alone, it's not going to work. You have to say I am never alone. Even if I am alone, I am never alone. Because he is with me now and forever. Mm-hmm. See, what you believe matters. If you believe you are alone, you are alone. You will go into depression. But if you believe you are not alone, <laughs> you can fight depression. Lord, I know you are with me. And you know what? You need to learn then, second thing, to learn to open your mouth and talk to God when you are alone. Wow. <sighs> open your mouth and talk to God. That's that's David. David's a man who understood. He will speak. Oh my soul, rejoice in the Lord. He end up, you will talk about the clinical fact and then overcome it by faith. He speaks these things out. Okay, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So you have to speak things out loudly when you are going through. It's not enough thinking in your mind. You have to speak these things out. You have to speak these things out, which are what we call facts or truths of what God has spoken. You have to speak these things out. Okay. Second thing, you have to sing. Yeah. Put on the garment of, of praise. 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 When the spirit of heaviness comes. You, that's what, you see, you have to look, I mean, it's because you children have never been in missions, like I have been on missions. When I went into that country, I went in alone, all alone. I was sent by God. Was not sent by our church, sent by a mission. I was sent by God. It is not easy to be in a country for week after week, month after month, going out, preaching the word of God, going out in the cold, in the biting cold, going out. No, you need to realize you have to keep speaking to yourself. I was sent. I was sent, and I have a. I have. Okay. I have a purpose mm-hmm. and once that is over I will go back home I will go back home I will go back home you have to keep talking to you also what am I doing over here what is and you know your God has set the conditions by which you are sent okay you're working in a secular in a in a in a, in a place you're teaching and that is your cover and then you're working with the underground gods every evening okay they don't know what you are doing so you have to love this life Constantly, so the pressure is intense, and yet you have been told right in the beginning. The first thing you are told is that you will not take a pie from anybody, not even one rupee as an offering from anybody. Okay, and so Lord, why? Where is it written? And he talks about where Paul is gone into a mission field, and he says, "We took nothing from you. We worked with our hand, so that the gospel 
So we will know the gospel will be believed because in religion, money and religion go together. Mm. It's a big, big business. So he says, later I understand. He said, you have to prove that you were sent by me mm. by taking nothing. So there is pressure on you. Constant pressure, your family, your little children, pressure on you constantly. But to handle that, to get not to get depressed, you have the other thing that you need to realize. And the thing is that, you know, you are here only for a season. And you will leave. So you are not, it's not like coming to Hyderabad and planting a church and becoming the pastor of the church and they are your sheep and you have the joy of seeing people come and grow and getting married and their children and dedicate. There's nothing here. Once you're over, you're finished and you're done. You're gone. You give it to somebody else and go. So you are not going to see anything either. But you you have to do it all by faith. Mm. This is where faith comes in. Otherwise, you will know what you realize. It will become dreary. Dreary. Mm. Can you imagine how it must have been for 13 years for Joseph? All he has is a dream to hold on to. Hmm. The word of God is testing him. Because if you, if you are a slave, what is your future? Mm. When you are thrown into the prison, what is your future? So finally in desperation, he tells this man, when you are freed, please put a word for me, for the Pharaoh. And that man probably forgets. Can you imagine what he is going through? It's very easy to read those two chapters and skip over it. You don't know what he went through where one translation, the iron entered his soul. So this is a real thing. Mm. A real thing. And you know what you need? It can happen. But in the new covenant, unlike the old old covenant, you will see people getting depressed. Okay? People getting depressed. Mm. Elijah got depressed. Jeremiah got depressed. People all got depressed. John the Baptist got depressed. The last of the prophets, he also got depressed. Why? Because old covenant prophets don't have our promise. They had God with them. They did not have God in, in them. them. <laughs> There's a difference. God with them and God in them. We have God in us. So our circumstances cannot take him out of us. So you don't see Paul and Silas going through the same situation, getting depressed. They are praising God. They are using everything principle of the kingdom of God. God says, when you are persecuted and abused for my, insulted for my, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. So they are praying. Yes, that's what we all do in trouble. They are praising, singing, praising God. And it is the presence of God that comes. And that's a physical manifestation that takes place. But the thing is that God is with them. And God is in them. So you have to fight this by faith. And I always say it's the best, most exciting chapters in the Bible are Revelation 21 and 22. Whenever you feel bad and down, read 21. Even if you don't memorize the whole scriptures, memorize 21 and 22. It will keep you in good stead. I know where I am going. I know where I am going. There is no sorrow. There is no grief. The Father will be with me. He will take his spot less handkerchief, as white as his white hair and wipe my tears off. You yeah. can add imagination also. <laughs> Father will say, I heard you that day, so look at my handkerchief. It's as white, as whiter than you thought, and I'm wiping your tears. Mm-hmm. I'm going to personally wipe your tears because I heard you when you were in prison. I heard you when you were depressed, and I was the one who comforted you. But I saw your faith. You mm-hmm. believed in who I was. 
you read 21 22 depression will lift you have to believe see the whole idea is not reading you have to believe what you read <laughs> believe what you read see i began with fiction okay. i believe began with as a young boy living in the mountains with 500 tribal kids nobody read i read i read and i told them the stories i read walter scott i read king richard the lion hearted ivanhoe i lived in that world <laughs> my horses and my swords and my spear so once i and found the word of god it was very easy to live that life mm. it's very easy to live that life because you see <laughs> i began in fiction and ended up with truth Mm-mm. it was very easy to look that like so you know honestly let me tell you in my entire life in a believer i have never honestly doubted the word of god hmm i can say that with courage i've never doubted the word of god for me it was always real it was always real i never doubted the word of god see doubt does not enter my mind that can this happen do you think this it never enters my mind for me this is real why because if you could live in a fiction world and that become your reality how much more real is this mm. this is true okay mm. for sure so i don't i don't i have no issues with children reading fiction yeah okay i have no issues with children reading. as long as you read your word and believe god read those kosher fiction and all it is really good mm. because you know what see Frame pulling down imaginations is false imaginations mm. but there are eyes haven't seen no ears heard mm. so you can imagine mm. wonder what heaven is like. i can only imagine <laughs> you read all these things and then you add to that your imagination <laughs> add to that your imagination Thank what you. heaven is like you know why waste time on this hollywood and bollywood here is real stuff real stuff you know what depression will lift off lift off okay. lift off you can imagine what you want to do in heaven see these are things which i don't randomly shoot these are things which i tell god lord you know my life now my cousin came from delhi and he she looked and said you never take a vacation i said no <laughs> every vacation is a working vacation i don't take vacation it's a working vacation Mm-hmm. I said I was two, three nights in my hospital. I can show you my picture. I turned the hospital room into a study. Because my mother is in the ICU, I am sitting over there. I turned the whole thing into a study, and I am working. So people are coming and looking into. I said, "Amma, ICU, I am working. I am working." Ah, sir. Because it's, it's you are in the hospital because the mother is in the ICU, but you are still on a working vacation. It's okay, but I have told one thing to Lord. Lord, if I am one of your saints who comes back with you, I have a new body. I want to see the world hmm. which I sacrificed now. There are places I want to see. Yeah. There are places I want to see. There are places I want to see. I know all these places. I've seen them on YouTube. But I'm not going to waste my time going into all those places now because I have stuff to do now. Okay. But I want to go to these places. I want to go to these places. I want to see these places, and it will be fantastic when you are rolling earth. Mm. It will be clean. It will be beautiful. There will be no pollution. 
There will be no smog. Your eyes are not going to water. You are not going to wake up in the morning and start sneezing. Oh no, when you are ruling, this is going to be different. It's a different world hmm. altogether. And you know, Lord, I can't swim well. But in the other body, I don't have to worry about drowning. Mm. I can't drown. I can't fall and get hurt. I can't die in a train accident. My plane is not going to crash because I won't need a plane. Mm. You suddenly realize, you can imagine. Depression is gone. Depression is gone. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. All these things. Because this is the reality of God's word. Mm. You have, this is why I like Narnia. I love Narnia. Mm. I read Narnia. It's then the, book, the movie, I loved it, right? No. Robert, somebody was saying, I read, I heard one of your old messages and where you said, Share Almar or Rakshasin. <laughs> <laughs> the lion, the witch and the wardrobe. Okay. Wow, you open that Almara. You enter into, into a, a different world. world. <laughs> you enter into a death. That's what death is going to be. Mm-hmm. So enter into a C.S. C.S. Lewis wrote this whole thing so that children would enjoy, enjoy. God mm. and his kingdom. That's where we are going. Mm-hmm. Is better than Narnia. That's man's imagination of what the king heaven is going to be. But if man's imagination is that, and God says, eyes haven't seen or ears heard, it is going to be zillion times better than that. You have to imagine. You have to imagine. That's where I'm going. You know what? When you think like that, death does not hold any fear for you. Any fear for you. You know, the only thing is that, I don't want to die before I finish my work. Amen. Yes. I finish my, I want to finish my work because that has got to do with rewards there. So Lord, I don't want to miss it. Let me Lord finish what you have entrusted to each one of us. Finish it. Once it finished, I'm going to go home. Think about death as going home. I want to go home. I want to go home. Gone. Think about it. That's why I always tell parents, no? We have one, two parents sitting in it. It's not okay. Something to bear. Mm-hmm. Make your home a very happy place. Very happy place. You want to go home. You see, I always have mentioned this. My father was alcoholic, yes. But when he was not alcoholic, home was very happy. Very happy. Very, very happy. You should have come to my home in Assam. Five years in Assam, you would have been shocked. That's why all my Assamese kids still are in touch with me because my home was heaven on earth. It was heaven on earth. Children were small. It was peace. It was joy. And it was God all over. That's all. Three things in my mind I will always say. My God, my home, my church. Beyond that, I have no interest in life. That is all. From that day till today, no other interest. My God, my home, my church. That was how life was. So your home was very, very happy. Mm. Happy. So you always looked forward to going home. I can think back about those days when I was a young kid. Class 8, class 9, class 10, undergraduate. Three trains, four days just to go home. Once you reached home, you forgot that other part. The rest was fun. It was home. 
and home on earth. That's the only place where the Bible talks about heaven on earth is your home. It's only one place. You heaven on earth. You can make your home heaven on earth, or you can make your home hell on earth. Mm. It's true. You can make it that way. And that's how your home should be. You can choose to make your home heaven. A slice of heaven on earth. So that when the actual time comes to go to heaven, it's going home. It's going home. I'm telling you over and over again, make it a happy place. Heaven is a happy place. Have lots of fun with your children. My father had lots of fun with us. I just love him for that. Lots of fun with us. All the stuff which I learned, the games I learned, everything he taught me and allowed us to read like crazy. Everything we had at and we didn't have toys. <laughs> we didn't have TV. We had one bush radio that's all in a gramophone recorder. But how much fun home was. The kind of stuff we did at home together as a, f- we did it all as a family. If it was a game of cards, it was four people. If it was chess, it is two people. If it is Chinese checkers, it is four people. Everything was done as a family. The only thing you did alone was reading. Each one read their own books. Everything we did as, you know, we lived by a wildlife sanctuary for many, um, a long time. So we went down the forest to the river. And when the river flows a small part over there, we as a family picked stones and made our own swimming pool in the small river. Wow. Things. And we spent the whole weekends there, morning till night. We cooked there, took food, we cooked there, we caught fish. The monkeys used to be watching over there. We gave them. Life was a dream. So reading Robinson Crusoe's fifth family Robinson was nothing because I lived that life. I lived that life. And that's when my children were small. I said, put on your backpack, let us go. I will show you where I lived. This is where I grew up in. Every place you turn was life. So life was good. Children should always, it doesn't matter whatever conflicts the husband and wife may have. Children should remember home as a happy place. You know why? Because we are all going to a place where there is no conflict and it is a happy place. Mm. A place of lots and lots of fun. Mm. So we try to make church fun. Yes, we are, you might think we are tough from the pulpit. Not really. But after that, have you noticed it is fun? Mm. In church, then GSS, come there, stay from morning till evening. We want to make you feel church is home. Mm. Church is home. Enjoy yourself. This is home. Have a good, healthy time together. You know why? Because when we go there, that's where we are going. We go. You know what? Spiritual depression goes. You know, that's what Paul will make this incredible statement. No, he looks at all this and say, you know, I bow my knees to a father in heaven from whom the family family is and on earth Mm -hmm. gets their name, their identity, everything. Think about it. No, it's awesome. So once that is a reality, it doesn't matter what background you came from. You're not an orphan. There are no orphans in God's kingdom. Mm They're only children with a lovely, wonderful father. Okay. Think that way. And you know, you realize you won't be depressed. You can shake it off. Like duck shakes water off. You can shake it off. Put on the garment of praise. And the spirit of heaviness. For us, we don't have to put. We can just automatically praise God. 
Because we know where we were, we know what he has done, we know where we are going. The question God's angel asked Hagar, do you know where you are coming from? Do you know where you are going? You know what? Our answer to that question, I know where I am coming from. From, from miry clay, from the depth of iniquity, I am going to heaven. I know where I am coming from. And I know where I am going. And I am very happy about it. Very happy. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. You know, I tell, if you are saved, even if you have no rewards, you can still thank God, I'm not going to hell. I'm going wow. to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Rewards and all is after that, like we tell students. Forget about rank, first pass. Mm. <laughs> Thief on the cross. <laughs> just pass. <laughs> just to pass. That's why these just pass people are given grace marks. It's still even, our vocabulary has taken grace and put it over there. It's called grace marks. Because we all failed. We entered into heaven because of grace. It is called grace marks. Everybody's marks were 35. Pass is 40. So God gave grace. He <laughs> passed. All have sinned. And fallen short. Fallen short of, of the, the glory, grace of God. God. The glory and grace. And it is given freely. <laughs> it's written freely. The word freely. Now we just read over it. It's such a powerful word. Freely. What is given to us freely? Go to these places in any of these places. Where do you get entry free? Nowhere is entry free. 10 rupees, 20 rupees, 50 rupees, 100 rupees, 1000 rupees. Entry into heaven freely. How can you be depressed after that? Mm. Freely. You believed in somebody else's work and whatever work and you are given entry freely. And then God says, I give you all the equipment to overcome. If you overcome, you can sit with my throne and reign with me. What is this craziness? No wonder that person called it crazy love. Mm. This love is crazy. <laughs> it's truly crazy love. Who can love anybody like this? Even kings said half unto my kingdom. What is sit and rule? <laughs> sit on my kingdom. <laughs> With me as children. How can you be depressed after that? Take your eyes off this world. Keep your eyes. That's why if you are raised up with Christ Jesus. Keep your minds and your hearts. Keep your minds on things that are above. Let me ask you this question. What is there one thing in things above that is depressing? Nothing. Nothing. Everything is accelerating. Mm. If your mind is on things above, what is depressing you there? Nothing. There's nothing depressing there. So God says practical things. And Paul also says, you know, let your gentleness be evident. The Lord, Lord is here. Be anxious for nothing, but everything with prayer and supplication. Make your needs known unto God. The mm-hmm. peace of God shall guard your heart and mind, Christ. And then think on these things. Think on these things. Anything is true. Anything is noble. It, he gives a whole list, five or six or seven things. He said, think on these things. You know what? Depression will go. You do these things and think these things. You can continue in a state of what the kingdom of God is, which is state, is peace and joy. Righteousness is something hmm. you love. But peace and joy is the manifestation hmm. of it. And that's what you're seeing in the prison in Philippi. You know, the Roman prison. There's peace and there is joy. This man has both of it. 
That's not depression. I will not accept spiritual depression in the kingdom of God. Not accept Old Testament, yes, excuse. New Testament, no. If you are spiritually depressed, it's simply because one, either you don't know what you should do, and two, you know it and you're not doing it. Yeah. Yes, we are not negating. Paul says we despair and of life. Life itself. Yes. But what is the despair? He knows he has not finished his race. He knows he has not achieved what he needs to achieve. So he's 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 not afraid of death. He's more concerned about dying before time. Yeah. We want to finish it, Lord. Oh, everybody finish. wants to finish it. If you understand yep. what it is, you want to finish it. Yeah, absolutely. No, finish it. <laughs> finish it's it. like a marathon runner in Olympics. Suddenly, in the middle of it, he's got an injury. He's not worried about the injury. He's worried that injury will not allow him to finish his race. Walk. That's what he's worried about. Yep. Injury, he knows I can recover. But the problem is, will I finish my race? Mm. And this is what I prepared all my life for. Four years of training was for this one race. And now suddenly I'm feeling this pull in my muscle. Will I finish? That's what he's talking about. He's not afraid of death. He's not a coward. He's not afraid of death. But he's sparing of something else. Something else. I have a race to finish. I have a task to complete. That's what we are talking about. So there is a way you can allow depression. Do what the word of God says. Live in that atmosphere. And if you are a person who is married with a family, make a home heaven. Make your home heaven. Put away all the other things aside, things of the world. All don't bring your work home and don't take your home to your workplace. Just room. Don't take your home to your workplace. workplace. Don't bring your work home. Mm. Don't do either of it. Because if you take your home to your workplace, you'll be a terrible employee. If you bring your work home, you'll be a terrible father, mother. Learn to live separated lives. There, keep home away. Here, keep work away. Finish your work. Go home. At home, be home. Okay? This whole idea of work from home and all doesn't work. Yes. Mm. It messes your mind up. Exactly. It's not, this is all lies and deception of the enemy. But you should learn how to work within that. It's a blessing. I look at Raj and say, wow, Grace is growing up with a father and mother in our house. What a blessing. <laughs> father is there, mother is there. What a blessing. The child is seeing the father and the mother simultaneously. One parent alone in this modern time is a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Both parents, what a blessing. Yes. Think about it. No, you are, What a blessing it is. I mean, I had that blessing. For many, 12 years, I had that blessing because my dad was principal, mom was teacher. So whether you go home or whether you do school, they are always there. Yeah. They are always there. But Pastor, I think maybe you should just uh, comment on this one last question before we leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is question number 15 uh, because I think because you're talking about going home, etc., etc. So maybe it should, it's a very apt question to finish. Many pastors and prophets all around the world say, Jesus is coming soon. We have no time left. Some say we are living in the last days of the Bible. What is written has come to pass. We okay. comment on that. Okay. The thing is that hmm. Paul said that, Peter said that, John said that, they all said that. Every generation said that. Mm-hmm. Every generation mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. See, the prophecies that was written for every generation, it looked, it is coming to pass. Mm. For us, of course, we understand better than them. Mm. The point is that Jesus will come. The only question is when. He hasn't told us when. So we don't have to speculate about it. 
But to every generation, he told one thing, okay. be prepared. Because he had told what kind of a bride he is coming for. Mm. So be prepared. A personal preparation. Second, even while you are preparing it, occupy till I come. Hold your ground. Hold your, don't give ground. Hold your ground. So two things he has asked us to do. One, be prepared. Because he's coming for a spotless, blemishless, without wrinkle, Ephesians 5. <coughs> 26, 27, 28 talks about the kind of bride he's coming for, right? He gave himself, therefore, no, no, Ephesians 5, 26 onwards. Okay. That he might sanctify, cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, present himself to himself, a glorious, having no spot or wrinkle. Or any such thing. So there are two things. One is spot. What do you do for this mm. spot? You wash it. Mm. What do you do for the wrinkle? You iron, iron it. it. So he will come like the launderer's soap. And the refiner's fire. Do you understand that? What the Holy Spirit does? Two yeah. things. He's the launderer's soap to yeah. remove the spot. Yeah. And he's the refiner's fire to remove Make the it fine. Mm. To remove the wrinkles. Mm. To straighten us out. Mm. We may be clean, but we are not straight. Mm. Straight. So, and that she may be holy without blemish. So he's preparing mm. individually, everyone like this. If we allow him, we have to allow <clears throat> him. If we allow him, he will make us this. Okay? He's faithful. Ephesians, First Thessalonians 5, 23, 24 says, we allow him, he will do it. Okay? May the God of peace Sanctify you. Sang himself, sanctify you completely. How? May your whole spirit, soul, body be prepared blameless. When at the, the coming. coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 24 says, mm. he calls you his faithful who also, also will, will do, it. do it. So if we allow him and cooperate <clears throat> with him, he will do it. That is a preparation. Second, we have to occupy till he comes. Luke 19. We have to occupy it till he, he gave them all commands, Minus. talents, <coughs> gave <coughs> And he says, occupy till you, till I come. That's our job. And one fellow did not. Did not. That's what the Bible says. That is where being watchful is said. What I tell you, I tell everyone. Be watchful. Because he says, when the mass comes, when the master comes, whether it is in the first hour or in the third hour, sixth hour, ninth hour, blessed is the servant who is watching. What is he watching? He is occupying what God has given him, not allowing the enemy to manipulate, to steal, to give the ground. That's what he's talking about. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. It's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. Hold your ground. Occupy till I come. You do those two things. It does not matter. When he comes, it's not a question of... Because we do not do one one thing is sure. Either you will die or he will come. Mm-hmm. Of which the certainty is that you will die. You can predict that better than his coming. Because that no man knows. Of course we can read at all the signs and all. But every generation read this science and they thought, the first generation thought Nero was the Antichrist. Yeah. 
we haven't gone through what Nero's the church went through Nero's. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What have we gone through? Absolutely. Even modern day persecution, yes, persecution, Muslim nations, all these nations, yes. But they haven't gone through what the first church went through. Nero for his garden parties bah. used Christians, dipped them in tar and lit them for fire. That's it. They were lamps. They were lamps for it. That's how they did. They didn't care. Today we have laws which because of Christianity, human rights and all these, these things. So even when there is persecution, it is all hush hush and secret. It is not open. They will immediately deny. Immediately deny. You need to realize because they know. But there who cares? When the Roman emperor is doing there, he doesn't care. Nobody cares. So the torment and the torture Christians went through. Do you know there were people during the Roman age who lived their entire life literally in the catacombs without seeing sunlight? Lived and died there for their faith. Go back and read Revelation 11, sorry, not Revelation, Hebrews 11, 35 onwards. It is talking about the church age. It is actually talking about what is happening then. Women received their dead raised to life again. Now the narrative changes. Others were tortured. Not accepting the Lord. Refused to reject Jesus. Recant that they might obtain a better resurrection. 36. Yeah. Still others had the trials of mockings and scourgings and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sown in two. They were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins and being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Do you know the Spanish Inquisition, what the Roman Catholic Church did to the believers? Do you know they perfected something which was called the wheel? The wheel is where upside down you were tied and they turned it slowly. By the time your torment is over, every bone in your body was broken. And you didn't lie easily. You died slowly. And you had to. They literally skinned people. All was done in the name of Christ. Against Christians. So you need to realize what the church has gone through. So when you look at our persecution, today's persecution is nothing. Usually it's a quick death. Mm. They didn't allow you to die like that. They did everything possible to see that you deny Christ. And they didn't. They didn't. So we need to realize these signs were all there. Only thing is that we see signs of the one world government, yeah. currency, all these things coming in. But still it hasn't come in. Still it hasn't come in. Experimentations are going on. Things are happening. Look at it. Be careful. One of the large banks in America yes, collapsed. SVB. SVP. Okay, this is Silicon Valley where all the liberals were saying, put your money, put your money, put your money. recently. Like in one day, one day, $50 billion, $150 billion Wells Fargo and all of them lost in one day $50 billion. People had put their money into there. And the invest, the people in New York City, when they, because when they try to withdraw their money, they call the cops. Because Federal Reserve gives you only insurance of $250,000. And beyond that, you have lost it. So you need to realize many countries in the world, they're having a currency run. Because there is not enough dollars in the market to do your trade. You need to understand. Be prepared for these things. So we see those things. But is the end here? No. I don't think the end is still here. Getting very close. Very close. And the the worst thing is that 
what you see in america happening is it's like the days of noah mm. on the days of sodom and gomorrah but there is a very powerful movement mm. against yes. it still yes. so yes. it is not that it has become mainline they are trying to sell it white house and every other house is trying to sell it and make it mainline but the people are still resisting yes there is a huge resistance to it so it has not become mainline has not become don't think at all what hollywood is projecting and the every movie where they try to sell it crashed yeah hmm? because there was a immediate revolt from the believing side or conservative side they said if you woke, go broke disney is going broke because whenever they are trying it there is a backlash backlash so we are not there there's a backlash happening because when we are there there is no backlash there's no strength now in it is say no anymore people are pushing back and they're pushing back hard thank god there's a salt hard. on the earth mm. yeah, okay. mm. but it is going to increase the pressure is going to increase so 2024 next year not this year next year is a decisive year bah. that's my fear the fear is for 2024 because india and not india us india is irrelevant in the whole global picture what is relevant is us because they have to one way or other bring trump down they don't fear sandy they don't fear anybody they only fear trump they fear him because they fear him because one he knows what is happening second you can't break that man he will fight it so they that's why there so many cases against him to entrap him one way or other and he goes and says, even if you indict me i will still stand for election because the constitution doesn't forbid you mm. they are scared of him because he is one man who knows how it is working the evil of the system he knows and they are terrified of him getting a second term because first term was a learning process and he did so much damage to them in the learning process so they had to use something to bring him down now the fear is that if they fear he's coming back a second time they will do worse thing to bring him down into the entire world economic system and that's therefore we must be prepared we must be prepared you need to understand that is the only politician in the entire world they fear they don't fear anybody they don't care about anybody but they fear him they fear him. they know that man is dangerous man is dangerous to the deep state as he calls it. and there is a deep state is a cabal the illuminati that controls the system here dangerous we are fighting them it's a real battle that is happening and therefore yes is he coming back yes he's coming back is he coming back very soon personally now this is my opinion i am no prophet prophesying my opinion i don't think he's coming back very soon i I don't think for the next 7 to 10 years. But in time of time that's a very short short time, time. actually it's very little it's time very short little, time. very little time very little time. Very oh little boy it is long it's okay. not lot. I am I don't think so because for the antichrist to rise the stage is not stage is not still set. It's not yet ready. We are not there. There's too much conflicts happening in the world for him to rise. He cannot rise right now. He cannot rise. Too many power brokers still around. He cannot rise right now. They are trying but they are not succeeding. But 
remember these are evil people like nero who blamed the christians for the fire that took place in rome and then he persecuted the shifting flame so if they have to start a third world world war to get the picture they will do it they don't care they don't care like i said the covid did not affect the elites what happened to them nothing happened none of these things will happen anything happened to this cabal that controls the world system because they are well protected and this thing the only ones they fear is the actual believing church not all the church because much of the church is on their side they are part of the cabal illuminati pastors and illuminati tv tv evangelists and all that they are all part of the illuminati a lot of most of the world many of them are part of them that's why they are silent they don't say anything they are silent you need to realize in the face of evil silence is guilt yes 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 silent you need to ask yourself why don't why are you not speaking silence is consent <laughs> why are you silent because it's absolutely very clear for any child can see they are trying to destroy your country why are you silent about it are you part of the problem or you part of the solution so don't worry about it. but they are scared of the other church which really knows what is happening because this is not a battle at the political level alone it's a battle at another level it is literally like moses going to egypt jamus and jamrus if moses rod does not swallow jamus and jamrus rod moses will not leave the palace alive it's a dead man you cannot afford to lose that battle you have to win that battle if you lose that battle you are a dead man you win that battle then you will go further so this is where they are scared they are scared of the church which knows the actual battle scared of the church that knows the actual battle they are not scared of the others okay that's how it happens so is he coming back immediately no so also i will tell you this okay go to corinthians where paul says maranatha come lord jesus first corinthians chapter 16 last two three verses Corinthians 16, Corinthians chapter 16 chapter 16 okay, last 3 4 verses exact verses, verses I will give yes pastor is there is there mm. if anyone does not love the lord jesus christ let him be accursed o lord come now to my brethren who asked this question because we had questions this today i think we didn't read that from from trinidad to middle east all the arab countries actually we'll get rid of all this question so that we have a yeah, list okay but list. let me tell you this when you are in a persecuted country and you are severely being persecuted naturally you will cry out maranatha come lord jesus but that's not the reason the church says maranatha come lord jesus love. the reason the church says maranatha come lord jesus is because she's in love with her bride love, love. yeah so don't let your situation determine your cry hmm. Okay, because that's also a cry, but the motivation is different. Motivation is different because the church has been persecuted for two thousand years, but the cry is the cry of love. I love you so much. I miss you so much. I just want to be with you, Lord Jesus. Come. Mm. That's a cry of the bride. It's a, not the cry of the persecuted bride. No, it's a cry of the bride. Whether you're persecuted or whether you are not persecuted. both of them in their essence should have one cry because it doesn't matter whether you're persecuted or not persecuted love is the same the longing for him the same 
Okay, longing for his appearance. The Bible talks about that, Titus, all, all those letters. So be very careful about it. Because sometimes our persecution and our sufferings, you know, people do look at it, death also that way. In Malayalam, people will say, no, it's too much suffering. All I want to escape this and die. No, that's not the way to die. That's not the way to die. That's not the reason to die. Okay, so now you're looking at death as escapism. So you should not look at the coming of Jesus to escape trouble. No? Hmm. 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 Reason I want you to come is that I miss you too much. I want you to come, Lord. It's a cry of love. So get that picture very, 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 very clearly. It's not that the other cry is not genuine, <laughs> but Intent motivation can be different. Yes, Pastor Vijay, we will I think that's there. the way this, the quickie crumbles, Pastor. Yes. Over there. <laughs> yes, we'll close. Yeah. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for speaking to our hearts this evening with, through your servant. Lord, thank you, Father, for, for exhorting, admonishing, teaching us how to get delivered, how to walk in deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us. Thank you, Father, for strengthening so many truths that you've established in our, into our lives through the years. And I pray, Father, Lord, even as we have heard this evening, O oh Lord, our intentions, our motives will be out of love because your word says, O oh Lord, it is not circumcision, nor circumcision, uncircumcision that matters, but faith that works itself through love. And I pray, Father, that we will all work on two aspects of our life, our life of faith and love towards you and love towards our brothers, O oh Lord. To that, to that end, I pray that, Lord, even this time of Q&A, O oh Lord, will strengthen us to that end, O oh Lord, and prepare us, O oh Lord, that we will prepare, be prepared for your coming and also occupy till you come. Thank you, Father. Thank you once again for this day. Lord, even as we rest tonight, grant us a good night's rest and grant us another day so that, Lord, we can walk with you and prepare ourselves continuously for your coming. We thank you, we praise you. We give you glory for in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord.